0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Flight Test Podcast this week. I'm your host, James, and today we are talking all about designing your own aeroplanes. A few weeks ago, I was joined by Flight Test community member Nick Lechner, a prominent member of the forums, a many-time featured author on FlightTest.com, and the original creator of the FT-MIG-3. On the podcast, we talked about what it takes to actually design a flying machine of your own, and Nick's experience of Flight Fest Texas 2018. With that being said, let's jump into the podcast. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Um, Thank you for joining us. I am joined by Nick Lechner. Is, is that how you pronounce your second name, Nick? I can't.
1: Yeah, it's German, right? It is. Yeah, most people don't get the, the CH right, but you did You did good. I think,
0: yeah, I think I know that because, um, oh, I've learned that because I, <laughs> I've got it wrong previously. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks so much for coming on. How are you doing?
1: Thanks for having me. No, I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here.
0: Good, good. And you say you're away on a, on a business trip at the moment in California? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I had a last-minute trip I had to do before Christmas, so...
0: Right, yeah, cool. So I think, yeah, we're actually recording from very different parts of the world. Uh, <laughs> quite 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 a distance, but uh, but yeah, it's nice to hang out over the, the internet. Yeah, definitely. And uh, talk about RC planes. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, maybe what we should do to start with um, is just... Uh, do, do you want to run us through, like you know your how you got into the hobby and you know what you've been designing up until this point because i think a lot of people will know you from the forums and, and everything and the articles for designing a lot of planes but maybe people don't know so much is uh, is how you got into the hobby in the first place so how did you get involved and um do you want to talk us through that
1: yeah so for those uh who don't know me i, I go by nerd Nick on the forums and and uh on facebook and everything right youtube or whatever, whatever. um So I've been, oh geez, how many years now? I started, I think back in 20, maybe 15 or so, uh, maybe three or four years ago. Um, And I started, you know, similar to a lot of people listening here is is just seeing flight tests on YouTube and and realizing how, um, you know, inexpensive flight could really be. Uh, I grew up, you know, always wanting to fly, but the, the cost and, and just the the idea of a of, of running a gas engine and, and not knowing you know all of that uh, all that entails or, or building from balsa all that was very intimidating and costly so I never never got involved yeah. but you know seeing flight tests and seeing the, the cheap material and and the ease you know ease of building yourself just really kind of spurred something in me and I think um, when I when I first found them I watched most of the videos over the course of a week and. And by the end of that week, i had already bought, you know, a bunch of foam and I was already starting to cut planes out. And I uh, was just, you know, I was ready to jump in. So I was super excited. Um, and, <clears throat> that, you know, just to give uh, a quick overview from then to now, I I basically built every plane they had over the course of a few months and um, just wanted more. I, I was just excited to do more and and, and loved loved flight. So um, really quickly, actually, only after about six months of flying, Uh, and starting the hobby that I tried my first design, um, and I I just wanted to see, Hey, you know, maybe I could do this, right. I can take the basic principles and tweak them a bit and and go from there. So, um, I started designing really quickly and, and had, you know, half a dozen planes, you know, designed and shared on the forums within that first year or so. Um, yeah, those all happened quite quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just dug in and that's kind of my personality, right. As soon as I find someone I love, I just, I just dig in, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's kind of got me started and, and where I'm at now, I just, I love being a part of this community and um, sharing planes and, and making in- instructional videos and, and just trying to um, show people what foam can do, right? Flight test kind of awakened that in me that, hey, look what foam can do. And I, I've really tried now to push it further, right? If if you're familiar with my designs, I I build more performance planes now. I take the same materials, right, that everyone's used to and try to push them as far as they can go. Um, and so I've I've really enjoyed making um, making it kind of my goal to see what what are, what are the limits right with speed or strength or, or scale, um, and so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Just just loving um, pushing the limits and, and sharing my creations with with the community.
0: Yeah, and some of those uh, those designs like uh, the, I think famously the the Mig uh, the Mig three, which is now a, a flight test kit, of course. Um, and that that I remember seeing those videos uh, back. Probably went you know near when you started even um, as you were just saying because it all happened so quickly, and they they were just going at like one hundred and twenty miles an hour or whatever and that's just uh, yeah it's mind blowing to see how far you can push foam so that's that's kind of your thing to to see what the limits are is that is that safe to say?
1: Yeah, and I know Just Bixler kind of calls me a speed demon, and, and <laughs> you know I, going fast is fun, but more often than not, I'm flying my you know, my slower planes. I'm not, I'm not always ripping around, but yeah. I, I, again, I just, it's not that I want to go fast. I just want to see what the limits are. And, and, and speed obviously is one of those limits. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, it, it just, just, uh, just fun to push it. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so as you are saying, not all speed, um, I suppose that, um, yeah, with, with some of your other models there, you, you definitely go for the scale look as well. Um, we had Josh Orchard uh, on the podcast recently. He was talking about how much value he gets out of that element of the hobby. Um, but yeah, some of your, your designs similarly um, have like the Spitfire. I, I actually built one of your Spitfires. And yeah, that thing looked amazing once it was done. It was uh, all of those nice contours and everything. It's it's quite amazing how, how you can push foam uh, that far, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at right now, I think like with, with the speed aspect, right, with with my speed wing using the aluminum spar and, and the way I kind of designed the tapered wing and everything, it, it's it's strong to the point where it doesn't need to be stronger. Um, I suppose if you made the plane significantly bigger, there would be some other challenges, but yeah. at, at a 40-inch wingspan, like I, I I did strength testing, and it can hold, you know, uh, 70 pounds or whatever of, of, of force on, on the route, and so the, I don't think there needs to be a stronger wing for our, our size. So now I'm thinking, okay, so, yeah, how do I make it look more scale or how do I make it fly better within that, yes. that same kind of constraint? And and so what, what I'm doing now, um, and, and you mentioned the Spitfire being one of them, that, that one's kind of um, almost a hybrid, right, where I went from the the previous designs, the, uh, the, the MIG or the Chipmunk. And, and those, they fly well and they're decently scaled. But, yeah, the Spitfire now that I put out, has much more attention to detail, right, on on the the fairings or on um, uh, the canopy, right. And I'm trying to go now to that side a little bit. How do how do I make it look more authentic um, to, to the point now? And I, I think you saw like my one of my more recent designs, the the Corsair, that I haven't uh, officially yeah. released yet, but that one's fully you know fully molded uh, round fuselage, and 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 it's it's getting much closer to what I think you can do quickly with foam. I know, like you mentioned, Josh Orchard, you can, you can spend a lot of time and and get something that looks near identical to the you know, to to a full mm-hmm. scale. Um, but there's there's hundreds, if not thousands, of man hours, right? And, and the, the designs I'm trying to do now, um, like the Corsair, you can still build it in four or five hours, and it looks very scale um, and still flies. You know, flies great. So that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out now: is what's what's that the ratio between time and and uh, and still scale where it makes you know makes sense for the average builder to, to tackle it
0: mm. yeah well that, that's a great um goal to set yourself with some sort of uh, limitations so you're not doing an un, uh, unlimited kind of uh build where you could just spend the rest of your life on it almost um guessing it right
1: um... and, and everyone loves to see those the, the builds that josh orchard mm. does are just amazing what i what i want to do is is just give give everyone a chance to try to do something similar right without it being too um <clears throat> um too burdensome right to even start right
0: yeah or, to, or or going back to your your what you were saying about the bolter kits uh being intimidating you know if it, sometimes you can look at these projects these amazing projects that people do and yes you can you can marvel at them being absolute creations and being beautiful things but (laughs) if you wanted to sit down and start building one of those so yeah that's something very uh admirable about trying to to bring it down to to a certain level where you can everyone can have success um and yeah so does does when you see other people building your your designs uh how's that feel Is, is that a nice a nice feeling to see other people doing that?
1: Oh, it's, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I really enjoy it. I know I, um, on all my, all my download pages, I ask people, Hey, if you build one, you know, send me a video, send me a picture. Mm -hmm. I want to see it. And I just love, um, every time those come in, I get, you know, posts or emails or whatever every so often. Um, and it just warms my heart. I mean, it, it's such a cool thing to, to know. Um, that that one i i would i would design something that someone else would want right that's just a cool thought but then that they take the effort and and enjoy it and um just it makes me feel a part of it too right it makes me feel like all the all the hours i spent designing or building or or filming the videos like it was worth it right it's it's it brought some joy to someone else's life and that's a it's a cool feeling
0: absolutely that's what it's all about yeah and uh yeah um i'm sure that your uh, your series that you did on designing aircraft as well that's been viewed I, I imagine a lot of times and and people have got a lot of value out of that so I'm sure that yeah you, you will have seen seen the effect of that as well.
1: It's yeah. really cool actually because um, when I when I started right we rewind back to, to 2015 or whatever it was um, yeah. there wasn't anything like I know there was there was some people designing. Foam planes, like flight test being the predominant one. There, there was a couple other that were doing, um, you know, Debron or, or whatever. But yeah. there wasn't, there wasn't information on how to do it, right? You, you could find plans, and and they would be either from flight test style, very comprehensive and, and and guided with a video, or they would just be kind of a PDF with maybe some notes. But there wasn't, there wasn't information on well, how do you do it, right? What tools are they using? How how are they determining? how to make the certain decisions about the wing or, or the empennage. Like what, what do you, how do you determine these things? Right. It it felt like you needed some kind of, um, you know, degree in aircraft design or whatever. (laughs) And so that was one of my goals. I I tried to, you know, figure out, okay, how do, how do I do it? Right. And then how do I share, right. How do I create a series or some information so that, you know, the average person could, could do the same thing and, and try to show them that it's not as complicated as it has to be. And, um, I, I guess that's you know kind of stolen from flight tests, but that's one of the, the motivations behind, behind a lot of what I do is how do you enable someone else to do it as well, right? How do you take what you know and, and try to um, make it consumable for them um, so they can have the same experience, right? So, so that design series was, the original one I, I did um, was kind of on the whim. I just said, you know what, I, I've designed a few planes and I'm just going to go for it. No, there was no editing. I just started recording and started talking and It was maybe six hours of content of just me rambling a lot of time, but um, it it really, it started, um, it it seemed like it started a flood of, of new kind of modelers and designers because I've gotten dozens of people who have sent me. Um, you know hey I, I followed your videos and here's what I made and and a few of them are now pretty prominent designers in the community that are that are making content and making you know planes for um, for, for for the community and so it's really yeah. cool to see now like there's a new wave of of of, of designers who um, you know I I got to help and encourage and, and guide in the beginning so it's, it's it's really awesome to be part of
0: yeah that must be an amazing feeling to know that you're not only growing the hobby in, in terms of um when you were saying about that before there wasn't any uh information out there like your build series um there, there weren't any series like that on youtube or anything and 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 then to to see other people um you know uh taking that on and t- taking the information and running with it is yeah that's it's great to um to see that effect so maybe uh for those of a, those of the listeners who do not uh do not follow the forums or anything i might not be familiar with all of your varied uh, aircraft that you've designed why don't you run us through some of the planes that you've designed and uh, can talk about those different ones
1: oh sure um <clears throat> yeah so the first two i designed and released were the uh the bucker bu 180 and yeah. the moth miner and both of those were I, I was still an early flyer right though i i had only flown Really, the, the, the FT Spitfire was my favorite plane back then. I, I had built yes. dozens of them, um, and and so I wanted something easy to fly. Right, I wasn't I wasn't advanced yet, so I designed those two um, as kind of lazy, you know, easy easy floaters. They're big, 50 plus wingspan, really light planes. Um, and then I I moved into my Chipmunk, which today is still my favorite plane. You know, is the full scale is. Is basically a trainer right it was designed to um teach people how to fly and so it has very uh accommodating characteristics that scale very well down to you know the smaller size and the lighter weight yeah um so it flies very nice it's it's not a not a floaty kind of like a beginner plane but um it handles very well and and, and it handles speed very well too so it kind of has the best of both worlds so oh, that's
0: cool so you got a wide envelope then
1: yeah the yeah envelope, yeah i still have I, I pretty much since I designed it I've kept one in my my hangar to uh to fly at any time so it's my definitely my favorite go-to plane um mm-hmm. and then of course the MiG right the MiG-3 that caught yep. really I think w- it was the speed wing, right where I tried hey look I've designed three planes they fly good let me let me start pushing it right so I designed that that speed wing, which originally was only um three sheets of foam thick and if you're from a measuring perspective that's um, you know, 1.5 centimeters, right? That's that's um, uh, yeah. the thickness of the wing, and and it could go over 100 miles an hour, right? So it was a very unique wing, I think, at the time, and and, and for Dollar Tree foam and everything, and yeah. and that caught a lot of tension, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even even flight tests, right? That's that's uh, <laughs> what started that conversation. I remember I started talking to Josh, Josh Bixler not soon after that about, you know, what what are we gonna do with this? This is cool, like we need to share this more and. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of, of I think the uh, more attention right on on what I was doing. So
0: yeah, and that's the 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 wing there that you're saying. That's a sort of is it a semi symmetrical kind of airfoil, um, or is it just a it's just the way it's designed that makes it nice and slippery.
1: Originally, it was um, it was almost symmetrical, <clears throat> but I I kind of I was still using um, the uh, the flight test style kind of three brake fold over okay. wing where you had the leading edge and then two, you know, two crest points. Um, yeah. so it, so it was, it was, a very, um, crude adoption of that where I, I basically, uh, created an entire bottom, um, tapered, you know, with, with some, with some beveling and sanding that the leading edges and, and the trailing edges to, uh, create a, a closed airfoil. Right. But it, but the, the shape was very crude still. Um, uh, it was just very thin, which I think was the the, pr- the predominant reason it was fast. Um,
0: yeah.
1: It wasn't until a little bit later um, <clears throat> that I I changed the airfoil, um, you know, to make it uh, more of a proper airfoil. Right? If you if you see uh, a cross section of my my recent speed design, it looks, um, you know, it, it's a real airfoil, right? There's no there's no real brakes in it. It's very very smooth and very slippery. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. So for, from that, I went into the A10. That was a big community ask. I actually um, asked on the forums, "Hey, what do you guys want to see? Like, what's? I just made a plane go this fast, and it, and it and it only weighs this much. Like, what what should I do next? You know, I was all excited. And the A10 came out of it because that's super complicated, right? The the nacelles and the the, the twin EDFs, and they're up on yeah, you
0: on, got two engines, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're up on pylons. They're not like it's. No. it's it's a complicated design from, from an engineering perspective to, to imagine it being made out of thin foam. And so it took me a long time. I don't remember, I think it was like seven months of me actively like designing and testing and and coming up with what I thought was, you know, the best first iteration. But that was, uh, that was a really fun design because I got to work with uh, a guy on the forum, named name's Jax, and he actually sponsored it. He was like, <clears throat> Look, I want to see this fly so much, and and he, I had told him I, I'd I'd love to do it, but I don't have the money to buy all the hardware. I I don't have EDFs yet. This was still, I'd only been flying for you know a year maybe at this point. I, I didn't have a huge amount of stuff, and so. <laughs> so
0: you telling me this was your first EDF? <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it was actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's great. So he he's like, I'll I'll buy it for you. I'll send it to you. Just build it. I don't care how long it takes. So I said, okay, you know, let's do it. So he he helped that possible, and and it was it was really cool. I think. That one again, like, um, not 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 many people have built it. Like I, I was saying, people send me emails or pictures or whatever of the other planes, and and I track the downloads. And the my my um, popular designs have you know uh, thousands and thousands of downloads, and and I've gotten hundreds of pictures and and different emails about them. But the A10, while it definitely is the most uh, attention grabbing, it has not been built the most. Nice, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I think the the difficulty. um Yeah. But yeah, that one was a lot of attention around that one, a lot of a lot of excitement. And and recently, right? So this this one, the A10, I think I at least double check the the date. I, yeah, I designed it um in February of 2015. So I I had basically been flying a year at this point. This was a <laughs> one year That's mark. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's cool now to see. There's a, a flight tested a recent you know set of uh videos on there A10 that um was designed and and now there's there's a few more that popped up in the community so it's really cool to see uh more people tackling it now trying to design their version of it so it's it's fun um to see how they're they're doing pushers or they're adding the props and the instead of the edfs and
0: yes it's it's definitely a unique sort of uh design or at least it's fairly unique anyway um what with those two engines in the back and everything and um, i remember seeing um when i was over uh flight fest i remember seeing andres uh, designing it actually that the big a10 that went on to be the uh, uh the a10 in the episode and yeah it just looks <laughs> extremely complicated um from you know at, at first but the way that andres designed it um yeah it definitely uh made the most made the most of it and made it simple you know as simple as it can be and and when that kit does come out because uh we're, we're thinking that we will make a kit of it um maybe a slightly smaller one <laughs> to start with at least um but yes that will be uh be hopefully quite easy to build so but yeah i i think there's um there's definitely um a line between uh complexity and you know how, how easy it is to build and it's almost like um how alex says actually with with you know how much fun do you get for your money it's almost like how much fun do you get for your time for building it um so when you're designing these planes do you do you find it uh, quite therapeutic or you know do, is it nice to kind of just challenge yourself to a, to a new project and to sort of see it come through to a to a conclusion with the maiden flight or uh, is it is it something else
1: um yeah and there's i guess to, to break it down there's there's different stages to it, right? I mean, and, and you've done a lot of um, playing around with foam and, and making stuff, right? So you know, you know, kind of the the stages, yeah. right? You have you have the initial kind of idea and and putting it down, right? The the computer work, the designing part, and yeah, I would yeah. say that part, it, it um, I do I do I enjoy that part? No, <laughs> the, the designing is it, it's it's the work aspect of it for me, right? Um yeah. because. At this point, I've designed, I mean, I've released however many planes now, a few dozen, but I've designed up to, you know, 90% completion, probably 100 planes that I just haven't released. um, Wow, yeah. Because it takes a lot of time to test them and and do all the other other stuff, right, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I do that part when I have time, like in the evenings, I'll sit down, I'll design, I'll tweak some stuff on, on the computer. Um, but it's always, I'm always thinking in my head, like, I, I can't wait to cut it out and and test it, right? That's what I'm, that's my goal. That's what I'm trying to get to. So I think once I can get to the point where the design is like ready to be actually tested um, and, and put together, I, I start to get excited because um, at this point, I, I, I can design the you know, if you gave me any new plane, I could design it from a three view in probably five hours to where you could build it and it would be mostly there. You'd have to make a few tweaks because there'd be some misadjustments or whatever. But for the most part, you could build and fly that plane without any big issue. Um, yeah. It's it's then dialing in those issues, those those small tweaks or, or adjusting the flight characteristics or making something bigger to, to change the, the responsiveness or whatever that that is kind of the fun part. That's the trial and error where once you put it together, you throw it in the air, you, you start to see how it responds and you start to think, OK, how do I how do I tweak this or what do I change? Um, and that's where it gets fun, because the, the computer work is pretty straightforward. Um, but then seeing it come to life is, yeah, it's, it's always it's always exciting. And I think that that first time you launch it after, after all those tweaks and you just it just feels right. You know, the plane uh, takes off and you're like, this is it. Like this is the I always know, like this is the version I'm going to release. I think that think that to myself right as it mm-hmm. as I'm flying it. Like this, this is it. Like, this is the one I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait for people to try it and, and, and I want to hear their feedback. And so for me, it, it, I mean, it, going back to what we were talking about earlier, it really is about like my joy comes from knowing someone else will, will get to build it and have fun with it. Like I, I look forward to to that experience of of, of knowing that, you know, someone else is going to benefit from this. That, That's really my drive. I think is, is, uh, is why I'm doing all this
0: yeah and that's that makes the uh, the work element as you put it <laughs> with designing it that makes that part <laughs> worthwhile um, yeah no, that's really interesting and i think uh yeah a lot of people can can uh can find it very difficult to start designing and to uh, they, they get sort of stuck with maybe learning the software or that kind of thing where, you know, obviously your, your design series and various videos, that flight tests have done and the articles and stuff that can help. But really, there is a, a bit of a learning curve at, at first and um, people can find that difficult. But. I think, yeah, maybe we should say to the listener, if you're thinking about designing your own airplanes, just go for it and just start drawing stuff down. You don't even need a computer. You can just draw stuff on paper and make little tape, templates and things. And, uh, you know, it, even if it's not the most perfect design in the world, um, I think that that we'd, we'd probably both say, Nick, wouldn't we, that you should just share that, that plan and, and get it out there, yeah.
1: It's yeah. worth it. it. It it really is that... that intimidation of getting started is the hardest part. Like once you do it, you you realize that it's, I mean, it's sure it's not going to be the best plane ever. Your first one, you're not going to have the, the complete success from day one, but you'll, you'll realize that there, there's not, it's not as complicated as you might think, right? You, you're building it up in your head more than, than reality w- would have it. And so it's getting started and really seeing like, okay, what does it take that I think, yeah, I would encourage everyone to, to try it. Even if, even if you're, Like you said, just starting, just start cutting stuff. Or um, one of the things I always recommend is take a a design that you know works, right? Like Mm. like I'll go back to the Spitfire since that was my my favorite for a long time. Yeah, Um, it's a good (laughs) plane. You can take the Spitfire, right? Keep the fuselage the same, but change the wing. Like make the shape of the wing like a I don't know, like a Mustang or, or a BF-109 or, or a something else, right? You can modify just one piece of it and see, okay, how does this change the plane? How does it change the flight characteristics or the tail? You can make the, the stabilizer a different shape or, or change the way the, the size or the shape of the elevator is. And, and all of those things will, will change how the plane flies. And, and what it does is it gives you already a, a known good flyer, right, the Spitfire base, and you make one change and you see, what does it do? How does it respond? And now you know that that's part of your experience to know. Okay, this wing or this change does this, and you can incorporate that with the next change you make. And and so it's it, it can be a very, um, you know, you can take baby steps and still and still learn and still grow from it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just I yeah, I would encourage everyone to, to give it a shot. It's 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 a lot of fun. Um, yeah, very enjoyable.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and that's I, I'd completely agree with you know taking the baby steps and doing a sort of trial and error uh, methodology there where you, where you're changing a few little things and seeing what the effect is, um, and you can be doing that alongside learning the sort of theory and like you know the aerodynamics and if you if you go into this and you're like completely if you just imagine you don't know anything about airplanes whatsoever and you go into it you build one kit you get that flying, you know maybe a flight test Spitfire or whatever. And then, and then you can go from there and build up that knowledge, both in theory and in practice. I think that you, you learn extremely quickly. And I think, Nick, you are the perfect example because, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm sure you, you knew stuff about, you know, airplanes beforehand. But you, you clearly made a massive leap in, in, the, in the first year, at least. Um, so, yeah, it shows that that anyone can get into this and anyone can can build stuff and have success so yeah just just go out there and do it guys <laughs>
1: definitely yep
0: absolutely so you mentioned earlier about your corsair and i've seen that you had a very large version of that plane at uh, at the flight fest that's just been at texas so how how was the how was flight fest um i missed it unfortunately so how, fill me in how was it
1: <laughs> it was good um it was a very different feel. So mo- most people listening probably went, have gone to Flight Fest, Ohio, right? The the main yeah the main event, and it's it's insane, right? I mean, you you, you saw it. There's thousands of people there, and there's just so much energy and so much excitement. Yeah, um, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's it's uh, it's n- like nothing I've ever seen before. I remember I went uh, to Ohio two years ago, and I just recorded walking down the flight line and And it's like an endless trail of people like you wouldn't even believe how many people are at this event, and um, it's super exciting, right so if you yeah. if you take that, right that energy that that just all of that chaos and then you look at Texas, it was much more um, uh, uh, quiet. It was much um, it was just smaller, right? There was less people, I think, but it but it gave a totally different feel, right? So when you go to Ohio, you're kind of overwhelmed almost, um, in a good way, right? Yeah, in a good way, yeah. It's like walking into a sweet shop. Yeah, right, like exactly. That, yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, what? I don't even know where to start. It's so crazy. Um, yeah. at, at Texas, it was very more intimate, right? I could walk up, anyone, anytime, and, and talk to the crew because they're just hanging out right there. and um, th- There was um, a lot more people sit on the flight line with their planes just talking on, on lawn chairs and, and having a good time. And, and so it was, it was much more intimate and, and more... Um, more calm. So I, I really enjoyed it because I actually got to go um, with a lot of my my local friends who who live in Texas as well. Because I am I'm, I'm in Texas now, right? So I I just drove to Flight Fest. Yeah. Um, got to That's bring good. planes, which which is always fun instead of building them there. But mm-hmm. it was a different feel and very more intimate, and I I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a, a great time and it was just fun to see everyone again and and kind of have that uh, that time to uh, to relax and um, just just fly some planes, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I was talking to Josh and he was saying how it was, um, it reminded him of the, you know, the first few flight fests and, and how they were a lot more, as you said, intimate and a bit more cosy, I suppose you could say. Um, and nice to, yeah, to sort of take it a bit more chilled. And yeah, absolutely. the, the two different extremes of flight fests there with, with Ohio and Texas. But yeah, both with uh, their, their own pros and uh, their own, yeah, benefits.
1: Yeah. And so you mentioned the Corsair, right? So yeah, I I originally built um, like a 1,100 millimeter and 800 millimeter version of my Corsair. Like I said, it's fully scale. And I decided, and this is about a year and a half, two years ago that I started this project. I was like, hey, you know what? <laughs> I want to make a huge one. Like I have the space <laughs> now. I've got my dedicated hobby room. Like I want to build a big one. So I blew it up to like 200 and something percent. So it's t- 2,200 millimeters, something like that, like over eight feet oh. tall, right? Huge,
0: wow, huge plane.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't change the design. I just blew it up and printed it out. Like that's one of the cool things about this new style I'm using. It doesn't have any A or B folds or anything. So you can right. you could scale it very, much easier because you don't have to account for the thickness of the foam in the same way. And mm. so it's blew it up, printed it out, and I started making like strength adjustments on the fly. So I don't have a set of plans for it that are – like shareable at this point, but um, I just kind of winged it, and um, I, it took me, I mean, probably about 15, 20 hours to build it. Like if I out of the ball the time, even though it took yeah. two years right to do it all together. <laughs> but I decided, that, you know what, I'm gonna finish it for Flight Fest Texas. And I'm gonna put it in my little car. And I'm gonna drive it and fly it there. <clears throat> and so that was my my plan for a while, and, and I, I got it done. Um, just like a couple days before the event, I finished up all the electronics and got you know got it got it dialed in and so we get to the event and the first day was beautiful and I was like yeah you know I can't I can't fly it today this is people have been wanting to see this a lot of people here know that it's going to fly and I want to make sure as many people as possible can see it so I'm gonna wait till Saturday that's the the busy time right Mm -hmm. so I I wait till Saturday but at that point the winds had started picking up and it was uh, even in the morning it was already like 10 12 miles an hour from, from the time the sun came up and by about noon, it was like t- almost twenty miles an hour, and I'm like, oh man, like this is, I'm getting nervous because this is pretty heavy winds. Like people weren't flying anymore; they were taking a break. And I've never this is a maiden, right, on on a huge plane, and I've never flown a big plane before. The, the biggest oh, really? plane I flew, yeah, was like yeah. maybe twelve hundred millimeter, fifteen hundred millimeter, something like that, right? So like yeah. f- fifty inches, and now I've got this eight foot monster, and I'm like, I'm nervous <laughs> because, yeah, I, no idea how this plane is going to respond, and no idea um you know how it's going to handle the wind or anything so i was i was nervous but i thought you know what i, I drove here with this plane <laughs> barely fitting in my car right I, I, we're at this point it, even if it crashes it, i i'd rather it crash here than you know oh, at, at yeah. my own feet by myself right yeah um so we got we got some help actually josh orchard helped launch it uh it took two guys because the wind was so crazy that you couldn't just pick it up and throw it you had to like hold it in angle before the wind ripped out of your hands. And <laughs> okay. I was, it was, there's a couple pictures of me like carrying it, walking down the field. And, and I look like I'm struggling, not because it's heavy, but because it's so windy <laughs> and there's so much surface on the wing that yeah, it, it was, was like blowing say. me over.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so they, they pull it up to launch it. And I, um, you know, as soon as it lets go, it just, it's perfect. Like the wind's beating up a little bit, but I didn't need any trim. Um, it just flew amazing. I couldn't believe it. Like as soon as it took off, I was like, wow, this is totally unexpected. Like how well it was flying and handling the wind. Um, so it was, nice. it was awesome. Yeah. I, I flew to a couple batteries. Um, everyone just loved watching it and taking pictures and everything. So it was, it was a lot of fun to get to, to do, to the maiden and, and, and fly, you know, that at flight fest. So yeah. And
0: share it with everyone. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. I saw a few videos of it and it looked, uh, when you were saying about the wind, yeah, certainly looked windy. <laughs> well,
1: it's it it's, looks, uh, it's funny because if yeah, the video you watch it, it looks like you're like, oh, that's not flying very well. It flies kind of jittery, right? Like again, <laughs> like eight foot plane getting pushed around in that video, like it's like it's a little you know pun jet or whatever. Um, yeah. So you can just see like how <laughs> how much it's struggling. Even though yeah, it's so huge, so it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, well,
0: it was funny because again, when you are saying about the differences between Texas and Ohio, this year at Ohio, not trying to rub it in or anything, but there was, <laughs> there was like no wind whatsoever um, on most of the days, which was amazing. I I couldn't have uh, have asked for anything better. but Having
1: nice weather on those events is like that's that's the goal, right? That's the dream. Yeah.
0: Well, I I, I was told by many of people many people that uh, the year before was absolutely uh, awful for rain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i suppose it's just how it how it falls but no i i mean as we were saying even if it had been uh chucking it down with rain and, and too windy to fly even i'm sure that there would have been uh just people hanging out and you know making stuff together and sharing memories as josh would say so do you have plans to go to ohio again i suppose you're on the other side of the the country now but
1: yeah um i do i really want to uh, i've got three little ones at home now i, I just have oh, my really? my, third, my third son oh, congratulations thank you it, it's just a it's a logistic challenge at this point um my heart's <laughs> definitely there but um there's, there's a lot of a lot of things calling for my attention right now so i think uh, i don't know if i'll make it next year but um as soon as i can right, I'll, be, I'll be back out there and uh I, I can't wait yeah
0: yeah well i'm sure there'll be many many more to come so Flight Flight Fest will wait for you. <laughs>
1: yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll only be bigger and more exciting, right? As as it as it waits. So. Yeah.
0: So, have you got any uh, any upcoming projects that you're working on at the moment? Um, I suppose you've got the you've you've. Is that a wrap on the Corsair project, or are you going to be doing more stuff on that? Uh,
1: so, I'm I'm going to be releasing the 800 millimeter and the 1000 millimeter here pretty soon. The the designs oh, are yeah. done. It's just a matter of yeah. I need to I need to build them. I got to build the videos and everything. So, um. Yes, at some point those will come out. I don't, I don't know yet. I've got, like I said, a handful that are pretty much done. I, I probably have ten right now that uh, I, I could dedicate a few, you know, a few weeks to and, and have them ready to release. So I'm just kind of trying to decide which which ones next. Um, I don't know for sure yet, but pro- probably the Corsair is is very likely. Um, yeah, I mean the other thing I've been working on that's not related to um, directly related right up to planes is, is the rascal CNC. Um, oh yes. Yeah. Yes. So same, same motivation, right? Take something complicated like a CNC machine. And how do we get the average Joe to build one and, 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 and find value in it. So we, um, I say we, it's uh, myself, Kevin Matusik and Todd, Todd Liked have been um, working on this for a few years. And, and Dan Sponholz has, has joined us here recently as well oh, cool. to to work on some of the CAD models and stuff. But basically, we're trying to design a CNC and release it so that uh, it's it's inexpensive, but uh, it can cut foam, right? The, the primary purpose of it is to be able to cut foam board airplanes. Awesome. And uh, it is designed. It does work. I, I have one in my office right now that's that's functional. Um, we're just finalizing kind of the last minute details and the build video is I've got it all shot. I'm just editing it. So that, that'll be coming out here pretty soon to let everyone hopefully be able to do the same thing. If you if you've wanted to build a machine um, that can cut foam, then we've we've got something for you. Right. And it's it's all for the benefit of the community. Right. There's no no one's making any money off this. We're just trying to uh, trying to share the knowledge and and give everyone a, a, a chance to do something similar. So um, that that's my big project right now that'll be coming out um I, I don't know when but sometime soon we're we're wrapping up you know the final stuff but um yeah that, that's been exciting because something totally different i had to I had to learn a bunch really? of new stuff to uh to kind of yeah. get into that side of things but
0: yeah that's that well that sounds absolutely fantastic i uh i'm sure there will be many many people in the community who want one of those so
1: yeah once we um once we finish it james we we should i should come back on and talk with you about it because we can spend a whole a whole hour just going over over that and and talking through some of the stuff on that but absolutely
0: i would love to talk about that in detail yeah no and i'm sure lots of people would like to hear about it as well so yeah um i should say um anyone listening to this now if you do want to head across to the articles page of of flight uh, flight uh and check out the article that accompanies this uh this podcast then you can drop a comment down below Tell us what you'd like to hear, um, and also there is a forum thread, so if you want to go into the forums, the flight test forums, go onto the podcast, uh, podcast page, um, and there will be a thread there that says that you can, you know, submit. Uh, ideas and things like that so if you want to do that then head across there now and unless you're driving I should say that Uh, (laughs) or you're doing something else but when you can go and go and interact with us and um, yeah I'd love to to hear your suggestions and and all of that and uh, if you enjoyed this podcast so Nick uh, thanks so much for going uh, for coming on the podcast here uh, today and would would you like to plug any of your sort of uh, your website or anything or your YouTube channel?
1: Yeah, no. Th- thanks, uh, James, so much for having me. I really really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, no like like I said, if anyone is, is interested in kind of more of a high performance plane or or you know just looking to do something different than what they've already built, then I- I've definitely got something you might like. Or or if you're looking to design something yourself, I've, I have a video series on how to design a Dollar Tree foam board airplane. So you can Google me, just Nerd Nick. Um, you can look at my website, NerdNick.com, or Uh, even just on the forums you can search search my name and you'll you'll find all my stuff and i would be glad to have you you know uh take a look because like i said that's my passion i want to share what what i know and and um it's it's just great to be able to do that so so thanks for the opportunity uh to be on here and, and to talk with you
0: absolutely anytime anytime and yeah thanks again and yeah we'll catch up with you soon thanks nick awesome thanks james That's it for this week's episode of the Flight Test Podcast. If you want to support the show and Flight Test in general, you can get all of your RC gear from the Flight Test store, along with purchasing our new paperback, The Flight Test Book of RC Airplanes, which is available right now. Simply go to the store or amazon.com and type in Flight Test Book for a preview. Thanks so much for making Flight Test what it is today, and we'll catch you on the next podcast in two weeks' time. See you then.